So I want to pray today. One of the things I feel that I want people to be listening to is I feel like a lot of people at a crossroad in their life today. As I was just thinking, I felt like God was speaking that to my heart. Whether it's a new season God is calling you to in your life. What happens when there's a new season of your life? Anxiety, right? Oh my goodness. We don't like to change restaurants, never mind seasons of life. So what I want people to hear today is that in order to call, follow this call, in order to follow Jesus, Michaela, you're crying already, I didn't even start the message. In order to follow God's call in your life, you need supernatural faith. If you look at this world, if you look at new seasons, if you look at what God called you to do, you should be absolutely petrified if you're just leaning on your own strength. That's why a lot of people don't do stuff in their life. Because they look at their capacity and they say, there's no way I can do this. You know what I'm telling you? You're right. You're absolutely 100% right. And if you lean on your own capacity, you'll barely leave the house. Never mind, follow Jesus. Because what happens when Jesus gets involved in your life? He calls you to new places, to a new people, to a new place, to advance the gospel according to his will. And if you do not lean on him, anxiety will be your master. But if you look to Jesus and you look to the shepherd and you don't look to the, le- to the right or to the left or to what could happen or what can go wrong, you will see God do amazing, dramatic, powerful, transformational things in your life that will blow your mind. One of my favorite, favorite, everyone has, the Bible's my favorite, of course, Right? But you have your favorite stories that really minister to you, that really change you, and especially in your formative years, really speak to you. <coughs> One of mine was in the Garden of Gethsemane. It just blows me away. And it changes me when I think of the reality that Jesus, fully God, fully man, second person of the Trinity, took on flesh to the point where He would suffer and he would bleed and he was tempted and he felt real pain and all those things happened to the point where he's on his knees. He knows that God the Father has called him, God the Son, to endure the cross. And what does he do? He feels anxious. So the first thing I want you to hear is anxiety in itself is not sin. Because let me tell you, Jesus was feeling angst when he actually, to the point of sweating blood. And when you are feeling angst, when you say, Lord, Father, if there's a way to take this cup away so I don't have to drink it, please do it. Father, if there's a way that I don't have to follow this path, because this path is painful, this path is uncomfortable, this path, if there's a way that can happen, please do it. But what is the thing that he said that should shake our souls and guide our life every morning? Father, not my will, but thine be done. We all have our own wills for our life, right? And some are like, what happened to my will? That was supposed to be a lot more glorious than it is, right? I had this path and it was wonderful. But when the Lord's your shepherd, he brings you to where you need to be 
even in painful seasons, even when it means taking up your cross, even when, this is faith. See, we want our whole life laid out, right? Like, come see my life plan. This is everything that can happen. This is my life plan. But what happens is, many times, God's will is not what our life plan is, and we need to walk in it. And Jesus said, your will be done, and he changed our existence forever. When you are your own shepherd, you will live in anxiety. Who's running around here like a chicken with the head cut off just being their own shepherd, right? Like, oh, God, what, you know, like, just all stressed out. And you talk, it's the same thing, right? And you're like, hold on, hold on. When did you, all right, let's not go there because that seems condemning. We are not our own shepherd. And when you try to be your own shepherd, when we try to be our own shepherd, you will live in anxiety. But what I want to teach you today from the scriptures is to learn in any season of life, learn how to enjoy God so you don't have to live in anxiety. And I want to go to one of my favorite passages in Scripture. You know, some of us, our grandmothers might have read this to us. Some of us, we might have heard this in church. If you could turn to Psalm 23 with me. I don't know. Did the team have it up there? They're not playing around. They bounced back. They ain't letting technology punch them out. Let me tell you, this is one of my go-tos when I'm fighting off anxiety. Like, you can see me in any arena of life just quoting and memorizing this right here. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't there just a feeling of peace that comes over us? Who texts the pastor during the sermon? Church discipline. Isn't there a feeling of peace that just comes over you even when you read that? Isn't it like your mind just goes like, that's where I should be. That's the truth. That's reality. So David, King David, wrote this psalm under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And what you see is many times in our lives, do you know that God will bring you through different jobs, different seasons, different places, so you can relate to him better and know the gospel? For example, I was called to plant a church. I knew this from when I was young. What I didn't know was God was going to bring me through 16 years of electrical work to get me trained for that. I was like, God's called me. I'm going to just read the Bible and sign Bibles. He was like, no, you're putting in exhaust fans. No, you're putting in services. No, you're putting in that tamper-proof plug. That's your calling. And for the next 16 years, God broke me down so he could build me up. Has God done that with you in your life? And you look back and say, now I get it. 
It's like that Mr. Miyagi moment when he's just like, wax on, wax. And he's like, why you got me doing this? And then he's just blocking stuff. God puts us through different seasons of our life for our good because he's our shepherd. And we might not even be able to see why. But I look back now and I remember the nights just returning emails in my own business. I remember getting my own work. I remember slow seasons and big seasons. I remember all those things I had to do with my own business. And when I came to plant a church, I had the skill set to deal with that. If you threw me in that and I was getting emails at 11 o'clock from people who didn't pay or people who were mad at the church, same thing, deal with it. I look back and I said, if I didn't go through those 16 years, I would have buckled under the pressure of planting a church. So I want you to hear today that God, as your shepherd, brings you through different seasons. And what David do, he would be King David. <coughs> but do you realize that he spent many years, <coughs> many hours as a shepherd? Do you train the warrior king as a shepherd? Would you guys say that? I'm going to be a warrior king. I'm taking out Goliath and armies. Go take care of those sheep. That's where I want you, David. Take care of those sheep. <clears throat> but David learned everything about shepherding because God was ready, getting him ready to know that he wasn't his own shepherd, that God was his shepherd because he needed that to fulfill his calling. So let me tell you about shepherding because no one's seen a shepherd in Wakefield downtown, have you? Any sheep grazing? No, that's not part of our culture. So let's revisit what a shepherd does. First of all, sheep are so dumb. Don't you love that God calls us sheep and they're the dumbest animals on earth? Is that good stuff? You know, I don't know how that makes us feel. God would probably share that differently than me. But what do you got to do to sheep? Because they are just, if you leave, they're the most dependent creature sheep. They won't get food. They won't find grass. They'll get lost. Anything can take out a sheep. You sent Kylie out, she could beat a sheep down. Do you understand me? A sheep is totally unprotected. Totally unprotected. Just vulnerable as they are. And that's how God wants to see ourselves. We're totally dependent on him. We are vulnerable. We need his protection. We need his guidance. So let's start with the first thing. What a shepherd has to do is a shepherd has to go ahead of the sheep and call them to the pastures. They have to follow the shepherd or they will not even be able to eat and survive. I want many of us who are just worried about where's my next meal? How am I going to pay my bill? How am I going to do that? God doesn't want you living like that. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything will be added onto you. The sheep goes ahead. What a sheep does not, what a shepherd does not do, he doesn't drive the sheep like get over there and eat. Go eat. He goes ahead and says, come on. We got green pastures. And for many of you today, God is calling to you because you've been running around just like a lost sheep. And he's saying, there's greener pastures here. There's greener pastures on the mission of God. Come to me. Come to me. All you who are weary and need rest, come to me. Jesus the shepherd is doing that. Secondly, do you know that sheep will not even drink from running water? Do you know what says, leave me beside still waters? Does anyone know why that's there? I know some of you just realized I preached this message last year. Yeah, I'm doing a throwback. Do you know why she, that sheep won't even, if that water's running in the river, in the brook, 
they won't even drink from it. What the shepherd has to do is he has to get boulders and he has to get whatever he can. He has to dam up the stream so the water is still so that they stop and their soul is restored. Doesn't that feel like us so many times? Everyone's like, just just get in the word. Just pray. Just go to church. Just reach out to someone. And we're like, no, man, I've got to keep acting crazy. And you're like, just drink. But what the gospel does is it slows everything down. It stills that water. So finally we get there and we drink. And our soul is restored. And finally, no one, no one on planet earth in the animal kingdom gets more lost than a sheep. If you send a sheep out into the woods, he will never find his way out. You'll just find him doing circles. You'll just find him walking around. He will never find his path. And let me hear hear this today. Some of you have tried to find your own path. And you're like in that corn maze in Ipswich, just walking around like seeing the same people. What are you doing here? And you're just going around the same people. Oh, you're still here in life? Oh, we're still lost, bro. Some of you are on your own path, and it's like you're in a corn maze. You need the app that gets you out of the corn maze. And the app is Jesus. My brother-in-law cheated. He used the app and was taking left and right out, and he got right out of there. You need to look to the shepherd because you know what sheep do? They just look at the person in front of you. And some of you are hanging in the wrong crowds and that's why you won't get out and you never see growth in your life. But what sheep do is they just look in front of them, follow the other sheep. Do you know that if you watch sheep and one goes off the cliff and he's leading, they'll just keep going off the cliff. Just be like, oh, no, he went there. We need to look to the shepherd because when you follow Jesus, you are always on that path of righteousness that brings um, fruit and satisfaction in your life, eternal reward. Now, what happened with David, those years of being a shepherd, what he realized when God called him, that the role was changed. The role was changed. He had to see himself as that sheep and look to Jesus, look to God as the shepherd. It's so important to understand this intimate relationship between shepherd and sheep and to see yourself as a sheep. Even me, even though I'm a shepherd and pastor, I'm a sheep of God's pasture. It doesn't end with me. I need to look to him for guidance or I'll be wandering around lost in my life. You know, since the kids are here today, how many kids are afraid of the dark? Can I get an amen? There's adults raising their hands. I know, so my house is the smallest house in Wakefield. 948 square feet of sovereign calling and love. So basically, you can see my room, me and Natalie's room, and you can look across and see the kids' room. That's the other end of the house. That's what we call the West Wing. And so what happens is, everyone, any parents give an amen when you put your kids to bed, but they're really not going to bed? So they come up and find a shoe. like, I just love you. I want to hug you. I love you again. I want to hug you. Can I have some string cheese? It's just ridiculous, right? Everyone knows the first time you put your kids to bed, that's not the real time. That's just pregame. 
So my daughter Kira had gotten up, and like every other kid, she's in here, she's tuning in right now. She had come into our room with a run and realized that after the hugs, that she had to go back to her room alone. And I said, Kira, but it was dark. She said, no, I ain't taking that path alone. That ain't my route. And I said, you know how a parent, like, don't make me get out of bed again, you know? Like, we want, you know how it goes. So I was like, Kara, it's right there. It's right there. You can see it. Just go run. Talia's in there. No, no. You got to go with me, Dada. Got to go with me. So what do you do? You get out and you hold your child's hand and you walk through that darkness and you make it to the room and you're thankful that they love you and trust you enough that you're their protector. And the same is no different from us. We need to hold God's hand in dark places. Don't you dare think you're strong enough. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been following Jesus. You need to hold the hand of the shepherd to make it through the dark seasons of your life. And let me tell you, if Kara went alone, there would have been a lot of yelling and a lot of coming back. But when she went with me, she was fully comforted because she knew I would protect her and I would watch over her. This is because a shepherd, when your shepherd is Jesus, just regular shepherds who truly love their sheep, the sheep never live in fear. They are totally taken care of and totally loved. You know that like in the story of a, a Syrian shepherd, they, they name their sheep like dogs. Like it's not just sheep and we're not just getting a coat. It's like they have names and they have calls. They're like their pets. There's one story of a Syrian shepherd who he literally will call out a name with 150 sheep, and that sheep will come running out. He's like a whistle. And they, but he knows all of them by name. Do you know that, that God knows you by name? Do you guys know that? Do you feel it? He even names you. He knows you. He loves you. He knows every detail, even while you were in your mother's womb. Every detail of your life was preordained, and God is going to watch over you as a shepherd. If an earthly shepherd knows the name of all his sheep and a loving shepherd, how much more your heavenly father? How much more? Some of you need to get that deep down in your soul that God cares about you in your good seasons, in your suffering season, in the fun seasons, in the sad seasons, and not live in anxiety. Secondly, there will be narrow paths in your life where God will call you to a narrow place. So another story of a shepherd, what happened is he's walking about 150 sheep through this narrow place. Now, if they stopped to eat on either side, there would have been a beef between the neighbors. But they trusted that shepherd so much that they just looked ahead at the shepherd, walked straight through. Some of you are on narrow paths right now where your choices are going to affect your future. And if you don't, make the right, if you don't trust the shepherd, you're going to go into another season of anxiety and turmoil. Please trust the shepherd. Thirdly, God's a fun God. He is. Every, any good dad, any good shepherd has fun with his sheep and with his kids. You know that good shepherds, there's actually sheep games out there. There's sheep games where they chase the sheep, the sheep chase them, they have fun. God puts joyful things in your life too. He loves you. Fall fest was fun. God puts happy moments. He, had, he allows moments for us to laugh and be relieved. And when you have that kind of intimate relationship, we know God's guiding you. 
when you know he's leading you in narrow paths, you know he's putting joy in your life, you begin to trust the shepherd. This is why. Does everyone know the valley of the shadow of death was an actual place? It wasn't just metaphorical. It's a place between Jerusalem and Jericho where there were high walls on each side. And thieves and robbers would be up in those walls. And what they would do is they would rob shepherds of the sheep. And if you weren't a good shepherd and you had moves with that staff, you would get taken out. So what, why did, does anyone hit everyone? Why does your rod and your staff, why do they comfort David? Who's comforted by a rod and a staff in here? Why? Because those were the weapons of protection of a shepherd. Because sheep, when they went through that valley of the shadow of death, if they looked up at any of those walls and thought about the robbers, thought about the thieves, and thought someone would take them out and cook them or make a coat, they would be absolutely petrified. And I want to ask you in your life, are you looking at everything in the cliffs in the valley of shadow of death? Are you looking at your shepherd and finding peace? Because if the sheep looked at the shepherd and saw that rod and that staff, and he had a slingshot shot too, he could use that like a nine millimeter. They looked at those weapons of protection and they found comfort in it. I need you guys to hear that today. Because there's situations in your life, and we all know you can't go to sleep at night, it's all going through your mind. You wake up in the morning, you're just feeling anxiety, all those things. You need to stop looking at the world that can harm you and start looking at the Savior who has saved you. Amen? We are people that should never be anxiety because of what Jesus has done for us. You know, and I want a lot of people to hear this today. I really felt like the Holy Spirit was leading in this direction. That he's calling many of you to a new season in your life where there's going to be a lot of change. I remember God called me to a new church back in 2009. I never had more anxiety attacks in my life. Legit anxiety attacks. Like legit, just trying to, trying to get air. Going to new places. I remember they called me. They wanted me to go to this church to be on the pastoral team and to be trained. And I remember sitting in the members meeting. I'm like, I'm going to throw up right here. Right here, just throw up. I am so anxious right now, I can't even deal with this. But it was God's will for me to go to Seven Mile Road, our sending church. And if I didn't follow that path, let me tell you, for three months I battled the most fear of my life because I hate change. It was a new season, but I fought through the anxiety, the nerves, the meeting new people. I don't want to meet new people. I'm so sick of meeting new people in my flesh. I want three that I know. But God, I can't be like that as a Christian. In the Spirit, I need to meet new people, love people, and that's where I'm truly satisfied. That season of my life, see, this is where anxiety is bad. Hear me. When anxiety keeps you from the will of God, it has a stronghold in your life. But when you move through that anxiety like Jesus, say, not my will, but yours be done, then you see Jesus do amazing things as you go forward and you don't end up in the corn maze. You guys hear what I'm preaching? And finally, what I love what David says here. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to read this about, this is Jesus' resume right here as a shepherd. John 10, 11 through 18. <clears throat> he said, I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I received from my Father. Fear cannot thrive where Jesus is the shepherd. You guys hear this? Do you ever have those moments in your life and say, what if Jesus didn't die on the cross and I didn't have this hope? What would my life be? But what's amazing about the gospel is while we were still sinners, that he came and died for us. This is something as a boy I realized, like David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'll be in the house of the Lord. Does anyone feel a different peace when they're in the house of God? Isn't there a different peace there? You know why there's a different peace there? Because Jesus is our shepherd and we realize it when we sit in these seats. Some reason our souls settle down and say, there's no reason to fear because Jesus is my shepherd. It's not that when you're out in the world, isn't that that eat it, be eaten mentality? I used to hate working in the trades. It's like you had to be nasty to make it. You had to be nasty. I won't live my life nasty. It's miserable. Even if you win, it's miserable. Come home like I beat everyone, but I'm miserable. This kingdom is different. This kingdom is modeled by Jesus laying down his life as the good shepherd. And so I'm going to close there. And I want to thank all the parents for all the beautiful parenting you've done with having kids in the sanctuary. That's a high calling. But hear this today in final thought. Some of you, God is calling you to a new season. Please have faith and don't let anxiety hold you back. Not because you're strong. Not because if you only look to yourself, you can do it. No, you can't. But if you look to Jesus as your shepherd, you will see God do amazing things, not only for you, but more importantly for his glory, and to see other lost sheep come to Jesus. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness and your grace. I pray that you would That this message would really hit home, Father. I pray that our souls would really drink from that refreshing water of the gospel. And that fear would not be our master, but faith would be a mark on all of our lives here at Restoration Road and Bannockburn Baptist. I pray for those that are going through different, uh, difficult decisions of a change in the season of their life. That you would give a faith, a supernatural faith to them that they would overcome and see your glory even in the few early steps that they take, Lord. Help them to battle through that anxiety that your name may be lifted high and that your will might be done. Would you do that for all of us? And as a church, we say, Father, not our will, but yours be done. Amen.